I'm your host, Jen Wingerter, and welcome to From the Hawk's Nest. Today is a special episode as we reflect on gratitude during the Thanksgiving season. We'll talk with Father John, the Vice President for Mission and Ministry here at QU, and Jess Howe, our new Director of Campus Ministry. We'll have a discussion about what gratitude means. We're also going to talk to different alum and staff members about what they're thankful for this Thanksgiving season. All right, thank you guys for being here today, and we're going to talk about the subject of gratitude as we prepare for the Thanksgiving season. And so, Father John, I'm going to start with you. Why is gratitude important, and what does it mean to live out gratitude? I think gratitude is uh, really a fundamental value for uh, being a human being uh, because, you know, Francis and Claire, uh, they had a deep awareness that everything that is is because God created it. There's nothing we can claim as our own. The only stance we can have is one of gratitude uh, in regards to that. And I really think that, especially we here in the United States, uh, we're not really what I would call a people of gratitude uh, because there's a lot that uh, we just take for granted. And we don't realize how fortunate we really are as a people and how less fortunate people are throughout the rest of the world. And uh, I also believe very strongly that we don't always believe uh, or have an awareness that everything that makes us who we are is because God gifted it. It's nothing that we created on our own. Our ability to see, our ability to hear, our ability to taste, our ability to, to talk, walk, uh, ability to create with our hands or our minds is all there because God gave us that ability. And uh, the only stance we can have is to be grateful that uh, we have those abilities. And what those abilities then and open us up to in uh, what we're called to do in making a world a better place. So what about you, Jess? Why do you think gratitude is important, and what does it mean to you to live out gratitude? Well, about a month or so ago, I heard a quote from um, Blessed Solanus Casey, and the quote was um, something along the lines of, to be a rational thinking human being is to be grateful. Like that is like, to be human is to be grateful. Um, And if you're not grateful you're not like fully human and you're not like operating in your humanity. Um, and that has kind of stuck with me since I heard it. And I think that's something that I was kind of striving towards. And then hearing that, I'm like, oh yeah, I really need to be grateful because that, that's what it means to be human. And I think that, but we have to tie what he said into what it means to be, like what follows is that what it means to be human is it means to be created and loved by God. And I think that the times that I have been the least grateful in my life have been the times when I haven't been remembering that I've been created by God and loved by God. What does it mean to live out gratitude? Really, it's just like having an awareness that everything is a gift. Mm -hmm. You know, even, I mean, all the good things, absolutely, those are easy to see as gifts, you know, like a, a sunny day or, you know, a going to get coffee with a good friend and having a great conversation, those things are easy to, um, you know, recognize as good things. But the bad things, too, 
quote unquote, bad things. Um, we need to be grateful for. And I think that living it out means accepting both the good and the bad with like an open heart and open hands, knowing that all things work for good, you know? So like, you know, the rainy days, like, you know, the rain's going to water the ground and the ground needs to be watered, even though I, I don't like it when, you know, the sun's not out. I know that something greater beyond myself is happening. So therefore I can be grateful or this is kind of, theologically deep but like in the catholic perspective like redemptive suffering is a reality and i think in a a lot of different christian perspectives it is um you know because jesus on the like his sacrifice on the cross was the greatest thing the most tragic thing and the greatest thing that ever happened to humanity and the whole world you know and it was it was two in one you know they call it the paschal mystery so i think that being able to accept sufferings that actually happened to me as um realizing they're redemptive, realizing that they are leading to good for somebody else, even salvation for somebody else, the sanctification of somebody else, being able to like unite that with Jesus makes it so worth it. So you guys both talked a lot about being uh, aware. Like There's an awareness. So how can we grow in gratitude? St. Ignatius of Loyola started um, something called the examine, um, And a really brief, easy explanation of it is um, either at the beginning of the day or the end of the day or even the middle of the day, taking a second with God to um, recognize, just like consciously recognize all the things you've been given in the day so far, to recognize all the ways that he's blessed you, to recognize the ways that you've fallen short of loving him, and then, you know, saying sorry and trying harder after that. And I think just like that, that small intentional practice and taking time to like sit and recognize will help us to implement it more easily throughout the day without actually having to sit down and take the time. But I think sitting down and taking the time is the first part and the most essential part because then everything kind of flows from that time that you spend with God, recognizing, you know, who you are before him, what he's given you, you know, how you can love him more. Yeah. I think building off of that, what I would say is, uh, you know, we have a statue of St. Clair, out in front of Francis Hall. Her head is bowed slightly, her hands are open. And that all reflects the fact that, you know, uh, we're called to develop a reflective stance towards life, that everything that we experience, everything that we uh, see, uh, encounter, and that has something to open us up to, uh, the reality of who we are, the reality of who other people are, the reality of the world in which we live in, the reality of the mystery of God that, that permeates all that. And uh, if we have that kind of reflective stance, we begin to realize, uh, first off, how we're being enriched by, what, by our experience. And we're also being uh, uh, growing in a greater sense of gratitude for uh, how God is at work in the midst of that. Uh, one of the things that uh, Justice reflected on a little bit is, you know, uh, God is in everything. He's in the good times. He's in the bad times. And I think that when we look over the past year and a half with all the COVID and that, you can focus in on, the, on you know, how this really uh, was a bad time for us. But on the other hand, I think it was a good time for us. Because if anything, I, I saw uh, on the campus a real growth towards a greater care and sensitivity for each other. When you're going through a difficult time, 
you can look at it and say uh, like a glass of milk. It's half empty or it's half full, you know, in regards to that. Uh, you know, I can look at my own life uh, with, with the cancer I had to deal with. You know, uh, I could have saw that as, you know, um, a real curse in my life. Why is this happening to me? You know, why, why, you know, I don't deserve this. I've given my life to God, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Well, hey, why shouldn't I have it? Mm-hmm. What makes me any different than anybody else? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, everybody else gets cancer, gets disease, you know. So I open myself to, hey, what's this teaching me? What's this calling me to? You know, it called me to live life uh, in a deeper way than, than before I had it. Uh, it, you know, deepens your awareness, as Jess was saying, uh, in regards to that. Uh, gratitude just changes your whole focus uh, in regards to that. And that's what, for me, that's what gives me, this gives me the ability uh, to go through each day. When we have that stance of gratitude, how does that motivate us to be kind to one another and to think of others above ourselves? How does that, how does that help? Well, I mean, I think it's just you're seeing the other person as a gift all the time um, instead of, you know, a stumbling block or an annoyance or whatever. Um, and another quote that I really like is from St. Jose Maria Escriva. He says, um, don't think this person annoys me. Think this person sanctifies me. Mm-hmm. Sanctify meaning, like, makes me a better person. Um and again, like that's the stance of gratitude. You recognize, like this person has been um, created and loved by is has been created by God, is loved by God, and is in my life in this particular moment for a particular reason, and it's for my good and their good. You know, like when we think about it that way, like just everything changes. You know, like and you you start to look for the opportunity that's placed in front of you in this person. You start to look for the good as opposed to the bad. And you start to want to draw out that good rather than be like, ugh, the bad, get it away. You know, (laughs) like, um, yeah. And I'm thinking too about, um, one Corinthians 13, like, which is what love is. And, and one of them is love is patient. Well, all of it, love is patient. Love is kind. Love is not self-seeking. Love is not boastful. Um, so I think love and gratitude go hand in hand too. When you're, you know, when you're loving a person, like, naturally you're you're grateful for that person um so like yeah you, you're gonna look at that person with patience you, you're one gonna suffer through you know whatever their weaknesses or character defects are rather than you know get them away um you're gonna want to like treat that person in a way that that builds them up you know in kindness rather than being like ugh, you know you're the worst, <laughs> you know, like, um, and, you know, you can go through each characteristic of love, and um, you can see how when you, like, that frames the way that you treat a person, and that frames the way that it makes you more and more grateful for that person, mm-hmm. and for people in general, anybody in your life. Yeah, I would, um, you know, also add to that, if you really have an attitude of gratitude, uh, and a lot of what Josh is saying in that, but you really begin to um, not fall into the trap if you don't have that attitude. When someone comes to see you, oh, God, I ain't got time for this person. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't have enough energy for this person at this point in time. 
uh, in regards to it. And if, with an attitude of gratitude, you realize, no, this is, this is my time with this person. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, again, maybe this person is there because that person is there to call me to something greater. Not for me to, oh, I'm here, they're coming for me to be their savior, to help them through this. No, it really is, uh, you know, how is this person uh, calling me to something greater, deepening something deeper in my life? That doesn't mean in the conversation you're not helping that other person, but that other person is also enriching your life at the same time. And the other thing that, that colors all that, you know, you can talk, and I can talk about that. But if I'm really tired and that, you know, and someone's coming along, you're going, oh, no. I'll give you an example. When I was a young friar in Cleveland, Ohio, in a parish, it was 9 o'clock at night. I just sat down in front of the TV set, and we had a bunch of young, young candidates for the order there. And uh, someone came in and says, uh, 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 John, you need, you, need to t- you need to answer the phone. And I said, why do I need to answer the phone? Because uh, somebody on the other end of the line is talking about suicide. And I said this, oh, I don't need this right now, you know. And, of course, candidates are all shocked, you know. What they didn't see was I got up and I spent an hour and a half on the phone with that person. You know, I could express my feeling, but it didn't mean that the feeling controlled my, the fact that I needed to be with that person. You know, at that time, you know. That's a really good point because oftentimes we let the circumstances that we're facing become the obstacle for us being grateful or for us doing that next kind thing. And so what, you know, you talk about just simply our physical fatigue can be an obstacle, but what are some other obstacles do you guys think um, trip people up when it comes to expressing a life of gratefulness? I feel like busyness is a big thing, especially in the American culture. Like we, um, many people are really focused on what are the tasks that I need to get done today? Like, um, you know, yeah, what kind of work do I need to get done today? You know, you go to work and you're like, okay, here's my checklist and here's the things that I need to get done. And depending on what you're doing, you know, that could be really valid. You know, if you're like an engineer or something, you have a lot of tasks to do. Um, But I think... As a Christian, especially, um, to like you, we can look at our work. We can look at the things that we have to do in our day, as always, um, <clears throat> secondary to what priorities God has for the day. You know, because He can always, um, like a, a person is almost always going to come first. You know, and I think Saint Francis. I can't remember exactly how he phrased it, but um, he was talking about you know, because he was a mystic and stuff, so he'd go into ecstasy and whatnot. And he was like, um, he was telling his brothers, if you are in the middle of a deep ecstatic prayer and somebody knocks on the door, it would be sinful for you to remain in that that prayer moment. You need to go and answer the door. So it's like that's the kind of priority that we should place on other people um, as Christians. What about you, Father John? What do you think is an Well, I would say for me... uh when I look at it from a cultural point of view here in the United States, I think the biggest obstacle is narcissism. Mm. You know, it's not, you know, busyness is certain one of those obstacles, but uh, we're very narcissistic as a, as a country. 
you know, I come first, you know, how's this going to benefit me? You know, uh, what's in it for me? Uh, we get into all of that. And I think that, you know, that leads to, um, again, another stance of, of uh, what I call we're focused in on scarcity and not abundance. Uh, we're always seeing, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. You know, uh, if I only had uh, more time, I could get this done. If I, you know, all this stuff. So we're, you know, if I had more money, I could accomplish this. You know, so it's always like I never have quite enough. And we never ask ourselves, when is enough enough? Mm-hmm. And that with, with a stance of gratitude, uh, we see abundance. We don't see scarcity mm-hmm. in regards to that. And uh, our culture is an obstacle, you know, in many, many ways because, you know, we're supposed to be independent. We're supposed to be self-sufficient. You know, uh, we don't focus in on the fact that we're interdependent, we're interconnected, uh, that we are contingent. Uh, we're, we're mortal. You know, we try to be God, but we're not, you know. And uh, in relationship to that, so, so our culture uh, can be a real obstacle. I always listen to pronouns. <laughs> yeah. You know, uh, because uh, that tells me a lot. You know, a person's always using I and my and, and all of that. And you never see, you never hear the word we. So, I, you know, I would say that, you know, our, our culture sometimes can be a major obstacle to uh, a stance of gratitude. Yeah, and it seems like there's just endless opportunities to be, um, you know, taken into self-absorption, you know, like Netflix and all the food options that we have and all the entertainment possibilities um, that we have. It's just like, yeah, you could easily forego giving of yourself just to take, like that's always an option that's just like right in front of you at any given moment in this culture feel like in other countries where um, maybe they're not quote unquote as fortunate as far as like having things like for entertainment or you know having um, you know an abundance of stuff uh, or an abundance of opportunities um, and they just like it's just about getting by on the day to day I feel like often those people are naturally more grateful almost because they don't have that distraction in the way and it's like oh no like the only thing that I can do is and should do is, you know, get what I need to sustain myself and my family. And then the rest of the time is spent like with the people that I love giving myself to them. Like, it's just like a natural thing when you don't have all of the distractions. So I feel like in this culture, like the, um, we need to kind of work on, we have to have that extra, um, task of kind of getting rid of the distractions for ourselves like we have to really make uh very strong choices with our will you know to to not choose what is very choosable um in order to maintain a stance of i'm i'm people are a gift life is a gift and i'm going to give myself you know to others Something I am thankful for is my team all together uh, from the top down, um, starting with Mark Streaker to Randy Kleinhart to Jim Truitt 
to Shane Wingerter, uh, to Emily Ewing, and then myself. Um, we help all of us. We help each other get through the day, um, which can be very difficult depending on the day. Um, but we all understand this, that we all have the same goal, the same drive, and that's to do our part for this university. And that just makes it much, that much easier. You know, just the other day, I had a colleague bring me a cup of coffee, completely unexpected. And it's just those little thoughts of kindness. Even another colleague left a note on my desk and it was just a little encouragement and something kind that they had to say. And it's the little things I think that we overlook, compliments, notes, a cup of coffee. It just goes a long way. Um, this past year, I'm really grateful because um, I became an aunt and it's actually my niece's first birthday today. So I'm extra thankful for just being able to be in Quincy and be um, near her so I can just watch her grow. And um, this past year has been really fun um, watching her discover, you know, new things and just have her personality show up. Um, just being able to be at events or at special occasions to see that has been really um really great this year. I am thankful for my wonderful new grandson. So um, in the spring, I graduated from Quincy University and then over the summer, I um, had to look for a job and like start my career. And that was a huge stressor to me. I wanted to make sure that I didn't find any job, but um, a job that I could use my degree at and be passionate about. And um, luckily, I came across um, this job at the Chamber. And so um, a few months ago, I, I started and um, yeah, and I'm really thankful for this job. I am grateful for the great staff that I work with every day at QU. So Meg, as you consider God, what are the three aspects of his character that make you thankful? First of all, I am so grateful for his overwhelming love because he is love. And as a God of love, instead of using the power that he has, which is so great, he uses it to love us with the perfect love. Um, not only does he love with a perfect love, he understands everything about love. And so even in those times when we might not understand what love is or what his love is, he is still bringing us this perfect love that we know later on we can um, have relied on and that he never ever fails in his promise to love us um, with that perfect love. Um, so I would say that my first is is just his his powerful love that he has um, for us and for for that. Um, my my second one I'm so grateful for um, is his sovereignty because he because he is such a sovereign because he is a sovereign God. We don't have to fear his plans. We don't have to um, because he is he's his own. He knows what he's doing. And we don't have to be afraid because he's perfectly capable of executing his plan in the perfect way that it was meant to happen. 
And so I'm, I'm just, I'm so grateful that that's something I don't have to sit and think about is what, what God's plan is for the world. Like I don't have to sit and think is God's plan for the world going to work out because he's sovereign. So it is going to work out because he's higher than I am and he knows what he's doing. So I'm just, I'm so grateful that I don't have to worry about things like that. Um, third, I'm just so grateful for his grace. Um, I'm so grateful for the fact that he died on the cross for us, that Jesus died on the cross for us. Um, without, without that grace, then I, I, there's no way that any of us could earn our way to heaven, that we could earn our way to eternity. And I know, especially with myself, if I tried to earn my way to eternity, I, I mean, I screw up every day. And so it just, I <laughs> just have constant reminders in my daily life when I do all the dumb stuff I do. Uh, that God went and died for me so that when I do fail and when I do sin, um, I can repent and go to this loving God who never rejects me um, when I come to him. And uh, that's that's just such a peace to know that we are never away from his grip once we come to him, that he truly just continues to love us no matter what we do we just have to stay close to him so and those are the three that I'm so grateful for I hope you enjoyed this Thanksgiving podcast be sure to tune in next week for a new episode of from the hawk's nest I'm Jen Wingerter and it's always a great day to be a hawk